You're listening to the Meeting Midway podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Brad Biggerstaff. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. And now, let's meet Midway. and welcome to Midway United Methodist Church online worship this Sunday morning. It's so great to see each and every one of you. I'm back out again once again in Roswell, this time down at the Chattahoochee River. You'll probably see some folks floating on by as they're enjoying this beautiful day as well. It's so great to see you and we hope that you have been having a blessed May on this last day of May. 
Now let us join one another as we welcome each other in the chat. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you um, that 
you draw us near through your spirit. You draw us near to the Father. You draw us near to the Son. Lord, we are awed by your presence. And we ask that you would stir our hearts and our affections for you. Draw us closer to you. We thank you for your spirit, for sending him to be our helper, to be our comforter. Lord, we are humbled by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we are just so thankful uh, that your son died for our sins so that he could be sent here for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this. Amen.
Now we come to our time of prayer in this service. There's been a lot going on in our world during this time, and uh, may we come humbly before our God uh, with our petitions, with our intercessory prayers. Let us bow our heads. Almighty God, you have given all peoples one common origin. It is your will that all be gathered together as one family in you. Fill each of our hearts and all the hearts of mankind with the fire of your love and with the desire to ensure justice for all. By sharing the good things you give us, may we secure an equality for all, each and every one of our brothers and sisters throughout the world. May there be an end to violence, an end to division, an end to strife, an end to war. May there be a dawning of peace within our society and within our world. Most specifically today, we pray for the situations involving the death of Aubrey Ahmad and the death of George Floyd. We pray for all of the communities and individuals that have been impacted, who have been hurt, who have felt fear over these deaths. May your will and your justice be at work in these situations and may you call each and every one of us to justice, to fighting for our brothers and sisters of Christ, no matter their color of skin. Pope Benedict XVI beautifully prayed, and I pray here today, God grant that violence be overcome by the power of love, that opposition give way to reconciliation, and that the desire to oppress be transformed into the desire for forgiveness, justice, and peace. May peace be in our hearts, so that they, so that they are open to the action of God's grace. May all members of the family community, especially children, the elderly, the weakest, may they feel the warmth of this feast of peace and love. And may it extend subsequently to all, in all days, in all time. To the name of Jesus Christ that we pray these things. Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. When the Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place, place, place. Il vint du ciel un bruit comme celui d'enfant tempétueux, tempétueux, tempétueux.
come un vento impetuoso, un rumore tale che riempì tutta la casa dove si trovavano. Todos ellos fueron llenos del Espíritu Santo y comenzaron a hablar en otras lenguas, según el Espíritu los llevaba a expresarse. Cuando llegó el día de Pentecostés, de Pentecostés, des, des, Nang dumating ang araw ng Pentecost, Pentecost, Pentecost. Le giorni dopo la morte di Gesù, di Gesù, di Gesù. in our United Methodist hymnal entitled, We Are the Church. It's not one of the golden oldies that would get called out at a hymn sing like Amazing Grace or How Great Thou Art. In truth, most church musicians can't stand the song because the music is so simplistic and uninspiring, more befitting a commercial ditty than the worship of God. Besides that, the lyrics are kind of hokey. They just don't hold the candle to those theologically rich verses of other hymns like uh, A Mighty Fortress is Our God or The Church's One Foundation. It's no wonder that the song only made it into the hymnal by the skin of its teeth. In case you aren't familiar with it, it goes like this. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to tell you the words. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is a people. It's not a hymn, really, not in the traditional sense. It's a song, a children's song, one that reinforces the important message that we have heard over and over and over again for the last 10 weeks. The church is not a building, but a people. We get it. We are the church is also a song that teaches about Pentecost. The last verse goes, At Pentecost some people received the Holy Spirit and told the good news through the world to all who adhered it. It was the day of Pentecost, a harvest festival called the Feast of Weeks that comes seven weeks after or 50 days following the Jewish Passover. Thus, its name Pentecost, a Greek word meaning 50th. Following the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his followers over a period of 40 days. He then ascended to heaven, but before he did, he commanded them 
to remain in Jerusalem together to await the coming of the Holy Spirit. So that's what his followers dutifully did. They waited, and they waited, and they waited. For 10 days, they waited in that upper room. Not just the 12, the 11 remaining, to which was added Matthias, but 120 believers that also included women, Jesus' mother Mary, his brothers, among others. We all know now what it's like to be stuck at home for weeks, but not with 120 people. To give you an idea, that would amount to the number of worshipers on a good Sunday at our 11 o'clock worship service in the sanctuary. Can you imagine being together in the sanctuary for worship, but then instead of leaving, hanging around together for days on end? Sure, we want to be together again, but that kind of togetherness would be too much of a good thing, don't you think? I think the first miracle of the church was not the coming of the Holy Spirit, but what Luke describes before the church is ever empowered for its mission. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Still, after 10 days, that's amazing. They didn't wait around for three days and throw up their hands and hightail it back to Galilee. No, they were there, still waiting, still believing, still hoping, still trusting in Jesus to be true to his word, that if they waited together, they would receive power from on high. I've read this scripture countless times over the years and never considered the importance of Luke's lead, probably because I have taken for granted being able to gather together as the church for so long. That, I think, is one of the takeaways from these weeks of sheltering in place. We no longer take for granted the opportunity we have to gather as a community of faith. While worshiping online may be novel and nice to do so in our PJs, after a while the novelty wears off and we realize that there is something powerful that happens in the midst of the gathering community that cannot happen when we are apart. If this were not so, why else would we gather together week in and week out? That's why our relaunch committee is working diligently, utilizing the guidelines that we have been given to reopen as safely as we can, as soon as we can, so we can all be together in one place again. At the same time, we are also upgrading our technology in the sanctuary so that we can continue to reach out through online worship to those who are more vulnerable to the virus, or unable to worship in person for any of a number of legitimate reasons. This week we sent out an online survey 
And you can help us get back together by filling it out and returning it today so that we can plan and make preparations for that date in the near future when we can reopen the building. It's great to be able to gather together online to worship and we're blessed to have the capability to do so. But there is without question something powerful that happens when the church is gathered together in one place. If it were not so, why would Jesus have told his followers to stay there in Jerusalem together? Each week, we come together to sing and to pray, to worship and to praise God. And we come together to love and support and care for one another. As another verse of the song goes, and when the people gather, there's singing and there's praying, there's laughing and there's crying. Sometimes all of it's saying, I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. When those first followers were gathered together, they heard the sound of rushing wind and saw tongues as a fire come and rest on the heads of each of them. Sure, the Spirit can and is given to individuals, but it was to the church gathered that the Spirit was first given. The gift was given, though, not for the believers, but for the world to empower them to go up, out beyond the walls of that room and speak to all the people of the earth and all the language of the nations about what God had done for the world through Jesus Christ. Another verse of the song puts it, were many kinds of people with many kinds of faces, all colors and all ages too, from all times and places. The world may categorize and demonize people based on their nation and race, but God does not discriminate, and neither do those who have been filled with God's Spirit. In fact, the people of God advocate for all the children of God. Once Christ's Spirit comes upon a believing community. There is no room, no building, no walls that contain, can contain that power. Those Galilean believers who have been pent up in that room together burst through those doors, spilling out into the streets of Jerusalem, proclaiming God's mighty acts and deeds of power in Jesus in every language of the earth so that everyone in Jerusalem, whoever they were and wherever they had come from, heard the good news of Jesus Christ in their native tongue. The Spirit literally blows the doors of the church wide open. Where it takes us, no one knows. For the wind blows wherever it pleases, Jesus tells us, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. 
So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Yes, we long to be the church gathered, but we do so in order to be the church scattered, empowered, declaring the love and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit to all who would hear it. The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. Yes, the church is a people. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we come to the part of our service where we give of our tithes and offerings. We're so grateful for all of you who have continued to give so faithfully to this church, to the mission of God that we are enacting uh, in our community and in our world. Uh, so now may we come humbly before our God and give to the good God who gives so much to us. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray, until why we
Christ withhold like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come and made us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. May God go behind you to direct you. May God go beside you to befriend you. May God rest above you to protect you. May God rest below you to uphold you. And may God dwell within you to comfort you until 
we meet again. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Build your kingdom near. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire with this You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.